0: Oh good evening everyone and welcome to another edition of the weekend wrap brought to you by Crowcast of course and uh, a pretty good weekend it was for us in the end uh, getting up very well over St. Kilda, and to talk all about it is my usual partner in crime,
1: Mac. How are you going, Mac? Oh, pretty good, mate. It's been a very busy day here today. I had about 15 people here for the day, and I ended up having 15? chicken chef chicken
0: and chips. Yep. Oh, and well, there's nothing yeah, wrong with chicken chef, nothing wrong with chicken no, chef
1: chips. Beautiful, mate. They're beautiful. Actually, uh, somebody else paid for them, so that was good too. <laughs> no, it's even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even
0: better, even better. Thanks to everyone who's joined us on Discord and on YouTube. Um, hopefully YouTube holds up the platform that I use to uh, to stream it so that uh, both YouTube and Discord chats join up. It was uh, down until about 10 minutes ago, which is why we've started a little bit late, um, but hopefully that holds up. And uh, also my camera seems to be a bit dodgy, so uh, if I just freeze, it's not because I've gone into a coma, uh mac it's just uh my camera is a bit dodgy <laughs> that's all right mate Al- although as here, may mate. have been no, reported as may have been reported earlier in the uh earlier in the uh, in the, in the, in, the ch- in the chat before we started um I'm quite a few in tonight <laughs> i uh, had a i had a mate over from uh, or a work colleague over from melbourne and uh, he'd never been to the Adelaide Oval, so I took him to the Saints game. Uh, and thanks, I have to send a massive thank you out to Big Mick, who uh, who supplied the tickets. They were excellent, Mick. So if you're with us, I haven't got Discord up just now, but if you're with us, Mick, um, I really, really appreciate the tickets. They were fantastic tickets. Jared had a lot of fun, uh, loved the stadium, and, uh, yeah, we uh, spoke quite a bit. Uh, we drank quite a bit. <laughs> and then we continued after to, to drink a little bit more. <laughs> now, who would have guessed? Fiend? Come on, mate. I'm I'm holding it together pretty well. Now you're doing well. You're doing well. All right. Uh, before we get into the weekend's results, mate, what did you think of today?
1: I thought. Well, I reckon it's one of the best games we've ever played in terms of playing what, what I would call a complete game. We played aggressively and we played defensively and we spread well. Uh, Our our usage of the ball was such that uh, Ross Lyons uh, vented uh, or or claimed a defence which was impenetrable, looked rather easy to get through because we actually made space everywhere. It was just really good.
0: Yeah, uh, you must have read my mind, mate, because the description that I put in the, the YouTube video said exactly those words, possibly the most complete game that we've played this season um, from start to finish. We had a plan, we executed the, the plan. It was exactly how we um, said uh, we should be playing uh, last week, Mac, when we previewed the game, that we had to get them on the outside and we had to play aggressively and, and quickly and um, we just killed them on the outside, you had them all day on the outside. It was very obvious.
1: Yeah, and you know, I think the one good thing about it was um, I went through all the twenty-two players, and I plus throwing twenty-three with the sub as well. And you know, probably a, there were maybe four players that didn't play uh, at their very very best, but they still did something. In other words, we didn't have players that were that uh, were just witches' hats. Even the ones that weren't at yeah. their very peak still contributed to the win.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I um,
0: didn't notice too many passages. I think everyone played their part when they needed to play it. Um, And, um, you know, I didn't feel like there was anyone that let themselves down. Uh, A couple of players more quiet than others, but you get that in any game. And um, it just looked to me like being at the ground was very interesting. It's the first game that I've attended this season. And... um, we're just very, very organised, um, and uh, we had a clear strategy to play, which hasn't always been evident this season. And um, you know, it, it, it. At no stage, at no stage, even in the second quarter when St Kilda came a little bit, uh, at no stage did we look like we were under threat. To be honest with you.
1: No, I must admit, they, that was their big quarter, and they really tried to pour it on us in that second quarter, and mm-hmm. um, they they, 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 got, they did gain a little bit of ground, but not a lot, of it. whereas in the past when we've uh, been under attack like that, we haven't held on as well, and maybe they might have got back to square, but nah, we, we did a pretty good job. Uh, even That's that, right. That was their big, that was their big go. Yeah, that was their push,
0: Um, and uh, it really amounted to nothing. Anyway, before we get too heavily involved in all of that, why don't we have a look at the round this week? Um, Because, to be honest with you, mate, it was a pretty boring round of football, to be honest with you. Uh, Friday night, we had uh, the Tags get over Geelong by 24 points in a bit of a boil over, but it just shows that Geelong are vulnerable on a bigger ground, doesn't it?
1: Yes, but also, uh, been, and uh, not many people took this into consideration, including myself, because I went for Geelong. Uh, one, but afterwards, after the dance has been done, uh, there were nine first-choice players out of the Geelong side with injuries. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that's a hell of a lot of players. So you've got a very unbalanced team. Um, and they started off pretty well with Radagalia and Stewart doing their usual trick of just dropping back and, and marking yeah. everything that came their way. But the Tigers didn't. They did what they. Every other team should do is just man them up at all costs, and then they did. then they played their normal game of just kicking in there randomly. And the, but some of their handball and running was pretty good too. But they just they caught uh, Geelong on the nap with the way they attacked all the time. And uh, yeah, it, they were just too good on the night. And it, everything, that we, say, everything yeah, that we didn't do against Geelong last
0: week, everything we didn't do
1: against Geelong, probably the best description of the lot.
0: Everything we didn't do I mean, last week. They, but... they played fast footy. Um, they hustled and bustled the ball forward. You know, um, you know. a lot of people call it chaos footy. It's not really chaos footy. It's just running in waves, <clears throat> backing each other up, and getting the ball forward and, and through Geelong's zone. And you take Stuart and Radigalia out of the equation when you play like that. And, um, you know, it, it helps when you can uh, use the width of the ground against Geelong because uh, it does spread their zone a bit. Uh, their zone is so effective at, at their home ground. Um, but at the G, uh, they're a bit vulnerable to that style of play, and I think there would have been a lot of teams taking notice. Um, but as you say, Mac, you know, half a team out, basically. Uh, particularly, you know, Paddy's been playing so well that a few others out as well. So uh, n- by no means right Geelong off, but it was a good win by the Tigers. Yep. Yeah. Um, who I, I'd love to see the TV ratings for this game. Uh, Gold Coast uh, up by 70 points in the end over West Coast. A good win for the Gold Coast. They needed to win well, and they did, 113
1: to 43. Yeah, look, I won't say too much about it. But I, I thought Re, uh, Raoul uh, turned the clock back, and he was deadly at the clearances. And he was a physical beast at the, at the clearances, played a mighty, mighty game. Game is over at halftime and leading up 51 oh, yeah. points. So that's, all. Yeah,
2: that's
0: yeah. all about that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, Frio having a good win away against Sydney. Frio 103, Sydney 86, uh, 17 points in the end. Uh, I didn't watch the game, but um, uh, Sydney just about done, I'd say. Yeah, look,
1: um, Frio was a party good, actually. Darcy is a very underestimated ruckman. He, he... Yeah. He was fantastic. He had uh, 44 hit outs and 18 disposals. And Jackson, who I had been having a bit of a crack at, he found form as a mobile forward with an occasional uh, hit and in, uh, in run. Uh, so wrong and a rear on the ball just too good. Uh, and for Sydney, uh, well, they lost Mills very early in the game, and um, and they really had no tools down back. The one thing about uh, positives for Sydney, they've got a, they've got a champion in the making in building He had 39 disposals, five tackles, uh, kicked a couple of goals. He's a future champion of the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with you about Darcy. I don't
0: think he's terribly underrated now. I think a lot of uh, teams are sitting up and taking notice. He's having a very good season. Yeah, he is. Uh, uh, Port Adelaide got the easy kill down in Tassie against North Melbourne. Uh, the game was over halfway through the second quarter, really. 135 to 65. Not much really to say there. North were pathetic.
1: Yeah, got, they only had about three good players, uh, North. Goldstein actually won the ruck. Uh, uh, LDU, to say the full name, uh, and uh, Larky up forward, but the rest of them are a pathetic lot. And uh, yeah, not much else to say. Yeah, not playing with a lot of heart at the moment.
0: Clarkson wouldn't be happy. Um <clears throat> another easy kill for Melbourne, forty nine to one oh three, the D's way, fifty four points. Um it's hard to say who's worth it worse at the moment between Hawthorne, North Melbourne and West Coast.
1: Well, the one thing I would say about the Hawks, they are on a mission to get pick one thing. So I mean I think they're a little bit better than they than they're actually playing, but they manipulate their side. Um Yeah, but it was men against boys, though. Oliver Petrarca, Viney, dominating the midfield. Um, Will Day is a a player of the future for Hawthorne, but um, the second half was a little bit even, 7-7 to 6-4, but it was all over by then. And uh, the D's weren't at their best, but they didn't have to be at their best.
0: No, that's right. Uh, Hawthorne's pressure in the third quarter was pretty much how they played against us all game, um, but they couldn't sustain it against Melbourne. Um, a good win by Brisbane up in uh, at the Gabba, eighty-seven to forty-five. Brisbane forty-two point winners. Uh, Essendon out of the eight still, and the Lions looking good. I mean, they always look at, look good at home. Uh, the challenge, obviously, for them is going to be to win against good
1: teams away from home, which they did last week actually. But. Uh, Yep, no, isn't in front at half time by ten points, but uh, in the second half it was 10-8 to two six, and uh, uh, Joe ball, he kicked six goals. The big fella, he's back to his yep. best, and uh, uh, oh, and Rocky, and I thought Lockie Newell would uh, played a very good game and look, look more like the Lockie Newell of old because he hadn't had much of a season so far, and young young Ashcroft he played a ripper of a game too. So he did play well. They Ashcroft. go the, pretty, yep. yeah, yeah, one. I thought there was only one player who really, really stood out for us, and that was Redmond. We've got to try and get that bloke.
0: No, he just he's not coming. He's not coming? No, he's not coming. The one that I'd like to get out of Essendon is injured at the moment, and that's Darcy Parrish. He's the one that I reckon is gettable.
1: Well, he probably is gettable, and he would be handy.
0: Yep. Um I'd we we're done now with anything apart from midfielders, mate, in my opinion.
1: Uh, well, uh, you never have too many midfielders.
0: No, the funniest game of the round was Carlton getting done by 20 points, uh, had a shocking first quarter, came back, spent all that effort getting back into into the lead in the last quarter and then just went home and the Bulldogs end up winning by 20 points.
1: You summed the game up there, mate. There's not much else to say. I thought that uh, uh, they were also out-coached that... Uh, uh yeah, lob was played on a wing, you know this great big tall fella. But the reason yep. why he played on the wing, he was, he was dropping back to uh, cut that's off right. the leads uh, for their forwards. And uh, uh, English positioned himself around the same area as well. So that's why Kurnow and uh, uh, MacKay had very little effect on the game. So yeah, it was actually very good coaching by the Bulldogs coach. And Carlton, the Carlton faithful, they they were overjoyed when they got six goals in a row, and they. But it, was, but it was short-lived when they started to lose. I, again, they did the big fire out before the end of the game.
0: Yeah. Uh, PJ asking if I've got mail on Redmond. Uh, maybe, maybe a little whisper, PJ. Um, look, Carlton just have no connection between their midfield and their forward line. And the, the most ridiculous thing I saw all night was bloody the big fella, McKay, taking a shot from almost dead in front and kicking out around his body. I mean, there's not a front line forward in the game that should be doing that. And he is so bereft of confidence at the moment in front of goals. They should just... And to Voss's credit, uh, they recognised that and played him higher up the ground in the second half. And he was a little bit more effective as that connector. And they kind of gave Kerno the uh, forward line. But, gee whiz, how can, a, how can a big fella like that just be... Just lacking so much confidence to kick a straightforward shot forty-five meters out.
1: Well, I look at him; he's a grown man. He ought to, you know, grow a set it and uh, just try a little bit harder and practice a little bit harder and do it correctly because that was pathetic. Uh, ridiculous.
0: Anyway, it was good to see Carlton lose. Uh, they're not going to make the eight, I don't think. Um, and apart from us today, Collingwood had a very strong win against the Giants. I didn't see this game because I was otherwise engaged, uh, Macca. But uh, 120 to 55 is uh, a fair belting.
1: No, look at with the 15 people around, mate, and I didn't get to see that one. So not much to say then. Never mind. Uh,
0: So let's just have a quick look at the ladder because uh, I think it's good news for us. We've got Collingwood on top with 32 points. Uh, Melbourne, the land, and Port Adelaide just sneaking up there on twenty-eight points with a fairly easy ride lately. Uh, St Kilda on twenty-four points with the Bulldogs, uh, the Geelong Cats, and ours truly, the Crows, on twenty points now. We're half a game clear of Carlton, who have slipped out of the eight on eighteen points. Essendon, Gold Coast, Freo. On 16, Richmond on 14, Sydney, GWS on 12, and then the fight for the wooden spoon, and um, Harry Reid uh, bringing up the bottom, and uh, North will be pissed off they've won two games so far. They'll be hoping that the Eagles can jag another one, and Hawthorne can jag another one.
1: It's a battle down there, isn't it? They've all got their eyes on the spoon.
0: Mac. and you know what? We're bringing at least one and probably two more teams into this competition. We currently have three teams that are not AFL standard, like they're not even close to AFL standard. And what you end up with is such an imbalance. You've got a situation this year where Melbourne Melbourne, who finished in the top half of the, the ladder last year, have North West Coast and Hawthorne twice. Which
1: is ridiculous.
0: How does that happen? It, when you've got three teams, I can I can cop one team, I can even cop two teams, but when you've got three teams that are guaranteed wins, then uh, the fixture really does start to have it make a difference. It, it'll make a difference between a team, um, you know, making the eight or not making the eight, uh, based on how many times they play North North Melbourne, West Coast, and Hawthorne. And we're going to add two more teams to this shit fight. And it's going to be, I reckon it's going to be a big issue for the AFL uh, because there are too many dead games. If you have a look at uh, this week's round, uh, really it was only the Friday night game and today's game, the Crows and St Kilda that had any interest anywhere apart from those that supported
1: those clubs. 100% 100% support what you're saying, and uh, I made it very clear last week. I'm, I'm against Tasmania coming into the competition, not because I hate Tasmania, uh, because I just think there uh, aren't enough good AFL standard players playing at the moment. No, there's I not. I think the answer there's should
0: be... There's not.
1: It should be less teams, less teams, not more.
0: I, I really agree. I really agree, and it's going to be exacerbated when those two new teams... You're talking... I mean, Tassie's already in. I would imagine there'll be a push... Um, to even up the competition again. So you're talking about 80 more players into a team that is, into a competition that's already diluted in terms of talent. We could very easily be running a 16 or even a 14 team competition if you wanted it to be elite. And the fact is, at the moment, it's just, it's ridiculous. You ended up with a situation and, you know, it swings around about, it comes and goes. We have... Seasons where it's you know fairly even across the board, but I just think now the way things have have panned out since the compromise draws, um, you know, it's going to be very hard for North
1: West Coast and Hawthorne to get back
0: up the ladder, in my opinion.
1: Well, that's actually true. I've, I've always thought actually being that a fourteen-team competition is the perfect one because you can play each other home and away and get twenty-six home home and away games, um, yep. which is uh, which will satisfy the TV mob. And if you work out the number of games, they should be would be happy with that because in the long run, they get as many games with a longer round. So, um, and then we would have much higher quality teams. Your point's very valid too, though, about the teams that are struggling down the bottom. If they haven't got anywhere by the time that uh, Taji comes in, they're going to stay there. Yeah, well, that's right. That's right.
0: It, it really is going to be difficult um, with the concessions that Tasmania are going to get. Um, you know, and I look at a team like West Coast who are in dire need of a massive shake-up um, over the next couple of years. Um, they are going to really struggle, and similarly with North Melbourne. And this is where North Melbourne was stupid. And of course, I guess they didn't know about Tasmania at the time. But knocking back three picks for Horn Francis at the time, they need so many players. They just needed those picks, in my opinion. Hundred percent, hundred percent, a massive error. Yeah. Anyway, um, look. So, you know, we're in good nick. We're in the eight. Um, You know, we've still got a few difficult games to come. Of course, next week um, will be another test for us. Pardon me. And the St Kilda game was a real, in my opinion, Maka, a real litmus test for us. If we needed to in this little block of five games that we've had you know Collingwood and 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 all that we really needed to win this St Kilda game and the fact that not only did we win but we won um in in a very assertive way in my opinion uh was a really good sign yeah
1: look it was and uh, as we both said it was it was just a complete team effort, and uh, there was no particular weaknesses which gave them uh, an avenue, an easy avenue to goal. I, everybody competed uh, well, um, everybody played their role well, positioned themselves yep. well, and uh, yeah, it, I was absolutely uh, so well, taken aback when, when I looked back and tried to find the players that might have let us down, and there weren't any really.
0: There really weren't, um, uh, Mac. Uh, you know, some players had, had quieter games than others. But really, um, there wasn't what I would call any passengers. Um, you know, Adelaide, nineteen seven one twenty one, And, you know, good kicking in the first quarter set us up. Uh, we weren't hamstrung by being inaccurate in front of goals in the first quarter and keeping Saints in it. Um, that's what we want. Uh, the Saints, 10-9-69. So 52 points in the end. I think we got it out to... 10.5 goals at one point and you know, um, you know St Kilda got a couple of ladies but um, just a really solid performance Mac, uh, uh, um and uh, just <clears throat> I, I felt like I felt you know it, it exposed Ross Lyon Ross Lyon didn't have a, a plan B and yes they lost memory and did have Max King and yada 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 so they didn't have a huge forward line but Their inability to hit targets up forward and to really have any sort of connection between their midfield and their forward line really hurts them, St Kilda. And they're never going to kick a winning score against an attacking team. No,
1: I have to agree with you. Um, The one thing that I think is worthy of mention that uh, amongst uh, our uh, players that really, really shone today were lesser lights, such as like Jones, Pedler, Murphy, Schultz. They're the ones you think that they also range in the team. They all shone, absolutely shone. Even, dare I say it, Wayne Millerer. Michael. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, Ann Millerer. Yes, Ann Millerer. I mean, he had a very good game.
0: Yeah, he did. He uh, Probably his best game for the season. Well, without a doubt, his best game for the season. Uh, let's have a look. And now, before we get into the stats, just a reminder, of course, that... Uh, as is always the case, Mac, we're live and interactive. So, those that are on the uh, Discord stage, if you'd like to have your say, then please feel free to put your hand up and we'll get you on uh, to have a bit of a chat. Um, I think all would agree that uh, uh, under severe duress, I'm going very well at the moment, Mac. Very well. Uh, not slurring, uh, not
1: missing my lines, not swearing. No, you, you've done extremely well, mate. You haven't done anything wrong. Haven't even passed wind or anything like that. Oh, I have, but I muted myself. Uh, oh, right. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway, so if you want to have a, if you want to have something to say on the, uh, on the uh, live stage, there, stick your hand up and we'll get you on. Uh, we always enjoy hearing people's points of view. Um, now, let's have a look at the. Uh, team stats and you know 441 to 349 disposals tells a tale and I'm sure when we have a look further down we'll see where that was 255 to 201 kicks 186 148 handballs we uh, only had four more inside 50s That a lot of inside 50s for none for no result as we were just saying Mac uh, disposal efficiency our disposal efficiency was very good this was below standard um, mostly, I think, due to our pressure. We we're very front on with our pressure, um, and we didn't allow them too many easy kicks, particularly out of congestion. Um, you know, 34 shots from 53 inside 50s was excellent from us. Um, uh, the hitouts were fairly even, clearances 43 to 38. Um, they beat us in the middle. They got on top for a little while in the middle in, this, in the clearances um, through that second quarter, and, and a little bit even in the third. Um, but it didn't really amount to much and we seem to corral them a bit mac we seem to be quite not happy to lose a clearance but we seem to be uh, very well structured across half back um, to be able to you know their, their dump kicks into their forward line were really nothing uh, stoppage we did really well 31 to 23 i thought we were very strong around stoppage contested posies, 152 to to 144 but look at that uncontested possessions 289 to 195. Mac, and it was evident at the ground we absolutely destroyed them on the outside we didn't allow them to get much outside at all and yet uh, we had a very good mix around the contest of inside players and outside players we always had one back uh, we always had one to give to uh, we weren't all bees at a honey pot I thought it was very disciplined around stoppage
1: yeah I, I think that we were outstanding in that respect actually and uh I was going to raise that point about the disparity of the of the uh, the uh, uncontested positions because basically that once one of our players looked like getting the ball, the next uh, players down the line were making position already. So yep. it was just and and usually there were options to go to as well. It was yep. I thought it was outstanding. We, and, we um, were rarely
0: static; we were always moving.
1: Yeah, and plus I thought our. Um, our standard of disposal um, efficiency was pretty high, um, yep. both uh, in, both around the ground and also inside 50.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful day, little wind, so there was no excuse for bad disposals, but I thought we used the ball really well uh, with intent. Um, and our forwards competed probably the best that they've competed for a month, in my opinion.
1: Well, there was options. Always options, and even when they couldn't get the ball, they at least uh, contested to get it to give somebody else that opportunity. So, um, well, that's right, and, look, and that's we- that.
0: That's
1: that's what they
0: need to do, isn't it? They need to compete so that blokes like Rankin and Pedler and Keys and all that can get involved at ground level.
1: Yeah. Now, it, it, it's very, very hard to be critical of anybody in the team uh, tonight, and uh, you know there was there was some that Pat uh, had as I say, moderate game, but they they still contributed one way or the other.
0: Yep. Uh, Mark's 126 to 78 just underlines what we were saying about us getting the ball on the outside uh, and not only getting it on the outside, but, um, you know, there wasn't too much of the the down-the-line stuff. There was a fair amount of of switching the play and using the lanes and using the diagonals um, when required. There's a couple of really good... Passages of play where we went diagonally across the ground, Mac. It was uh, very, very good, uh, very enjoyable to watch. Twelve to fourteen inside 50, 11 to seven contested, seventy-five to sixty-five intercepts. I thought our half back line played particularly well. Uh, Tacklers were even. Yep. Tacklers inside fifty were even. Um, so you know, it was really evident that the uh, from that from that one statistic, the. Uh, the uncontested possessions and and what flows from that. Um, That was where the game was won, in my opinion.
1: I was going to mention, you mentioned the back lines, and they do, but they're very worthy of a a mention. Uh, For the first time in a long, long time, I thought the butts looked, he moved uh, smoothly and he looked like he wasn't carrying an injury. I thought his movements were much more precise and he played a good game down there. He did play a good game. Uh, and on top of that, I, you know, when we were tossing up, we were thinking Worrell might come in, and, and Parnell came in. Now some people were unhappy with that, and others uh, happy, and others did not sure what to make of it. Parnell played an outstanding game, and that, that mark of his, of course, is uh, probably could be and should probably should be mark of the week. Um, but his actual game was an excellent game. Excellent. Took
0: took the hanger right in front of me, Mac. And uh, right in front of Anzac Paul, who I also, I should mention, I had the pleasure of meeting uh, at the game. He was sitting about two rows behind me, so it was good to meet Anzac Paul. Um, And I think uh, Seas Girl was uh, a couple of uh, sections across, so was right in that pocket in front of all three of us.
1: So uh, that was a really good hang. It was a really good hang. No, it was Ripper. And uh, your man, Smith, who... sometimes gets a little bit of a boot from you. I thought that was probably one of the best games he's played for a very, very long time.
0: Look, to be honest with you, Macker, I had him almost as our best player. He did play very well. Um, Didn't turn it over much. Um, Was uh, in the right positions at the right time. Was a very good outlet um, from defence. I
1: thought, particularly in the first half, I, I just felt like he played a cracker of a game. He did. No, hey, there's a long one. I reckon he's turned the clock back. So I reckon it's the best one he's probably played in about the last two to three years. Yeah. Well, and the thing of it was remember
0: last week we were talking about run and carry off half back, and uh, we've been lacking in that department over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, a bit of, bit of standard deliver from Brody Smith and not a hell of a lot from Miller. Well, we got some run and carry from both of those players today. Um, you know, Brady was actually able to move with the ball in hand and, and Miller likewise. So that's what we need from those two players. That's
1: exactly what they're there for. Yeah. Yep. No, the, um, in fact, the whole backlog in in totality was, was very, very good. Um, yep. in, you know, it, it's a strange situation when you say that Dodo, Dodo was probably the quietest of them, and yet he had a good game as well. Yeah, they all had good games. Let's have a look at
0: some individuals. Uh, Geordie Dawson, um, it was a pretty good four-quarter performance by him. 33 touches, 16 kicks, 7 handballs, 5 marks, 5 tackles, only kicked a point, but uh, uh, was very good around the middle. Uh, He had 12 contested possessions, 21 uncontested, turned it over six times, intercepts three. Whoops. Um, He took five marks, one of them contested, four uncontested, 22 pressure rates, got his 316 meters gain. Um, Was there for most of the centre bounces. Uh, Got six clearances, three of them in the middle, three of them around stoppage. Five tackles, of course, one of those inside fifties. But the key stats for him: six inside Um, fifties. Pardon me. And where's score involvements? I'd like to see score involvements, please, Mister A for that. So he had nine score involvements, uh, and that's where he's been lacking over the last couple of weeks, Mac.
1: Yeah, well, you know, his kicking was a little bit off at, at times, but um, I thought it's, it's no, it's no coincidence that since he's moved into the middle, our whole game plan has changed, and there's no, yeah. and uh, it, it's a totally different. It used to be a weak-looking middle midfield, and. Once you put him in there, you can start putting in the fringe players, um, the Rochellies and Rankins, and, um, and right. even today, as uh, they, uh, they, you know, they tried several players through there, which they can afford to do. When you've got a Laird and a Dawson there, you can afford to try others uh, through there. I mean, Peddler right. went in there six, six times for three clearances.
0: Uh, we'll get to Peddler, we'll get to Peddler, a lot to say about him, um, but before we do I've uh, noticed that Animal there's got his uh, hand up, uh, hopefully he's got his audio sorted because uh, I think he was on last week and we couldn't hear him, so Animal come on and, and uh, give us your thoughts, uh, there we are, how are you mate? Oh dear, <laughs> come on Animal, you're better than that. We can't hear you. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I don't know whether you're, listen, you, you're listening on the uh, on your phone or on the computer, but we can't hear you, mate. So I'm going to kick you back, and uh, hopefully you can get that sorted out because you usually got something good to say. Uh, let's, in the meantime, have a look at Brady Smith, Mac. Um, Thirty-two touches, nineteen and 13. Nine marks, one in. Uh, sorry, one uh, tackle, Kick the goal. Um eighty-eight percent disposal efficiency. That's what we like to see. Um eight contested possessions, twenty two uncontested possessions, uh took nine marks, one contested, um got a seven hundred and thirty one meters gained. Um <clears throat> and I think most of those were genuine meters gained. It didn't take a huge amount of kickouts. It only kicked seven points or something. Um Got a stoppage clearance, um, three inside 50s, uh, eight rebound 50s was the strength, obviously. Yeah, only two kick-ins from Brody, So it was a pretty good game by him, and, and like we were just saying, um, easily, I think, the best game that
1: he's played this season. Yeah, easily. That's it. Yeah, I'll just say... Uh, yeah, um, well, uh, as far as Smith goes, that's it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But he, had, but he had good players all around him, mate. It was a. Look. Um, you're, you're here to make comments,
0: not to just agree. Say something, man. All right.
1: <laughs> all right. You're, oh, you're half pissed. Is that a comment? And, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. No. Maybe, well, what should we talk about then? Um,
0: well, let's look at Lockie Shaw because you're just stumbling around like an old man, and can't have that. Lockie Shaw had a really good game, I thought. 26 touches, 17 kicks, nine handballs, took eight marks, three tackles, um, 81% disposal efficiency. Back to what we expect from Lockie. Was uh, I didn't see him shirk it at all. Uh, six contested, pos- oh, bloody, how was it doing that? Six contested possessions. Um, I don't know why my app's just going crazy all of a sudden. Uh, twenty uncontested possessions, uh, five intercepts. Didn't turn the ball over at all. Um, uh, what else have we got here? Four seventy-four meters gained, which is what you want from your wingman. Um, so I I don't know what it looked like on the TV, but he looked to be
1: involved with it a lot, Mac. He, no, he was involved a lot, and um, he's uh. Whereas he used to shirk it and make sure that he wasn't there when the physical clashes uh, were coming up, at least he's riding the physical clashes at the moment. He's, at least he's getting there. And at least if he doesn't get the ball himself, at least he's making a contest of it. That, that, um, I noticed in the chat they say he can be exposed defensively at times, but they all can be if, if you know when the other team's got the ball and move it quickly. Um, and I thought that... Uh, He's certainly justifying his position. He, look, he's a beautiful kick on either foot. So he's got great foot skills. And um, I thought his partner in crime, and Jones on the other wing was played an excellent game as well. Jones is actually... Uh, Shoal is playing good footy, but uh, what I like about Jones, he's developing and developing. And when you think of the player that played, I think it was only... Uh, was it last year not last year? The year before, he, was, he played many games and he averaged eight disposals a game. Now he's starting to look like he is a very good AFL footballer. He's got pace to burn. He's a very good kick. He's a very good short pass. He's starting to be very good at finding other players. And if he's anywhere near goals, he doesn't mind kicking it. So um, I, it's an interesting thing. Um, you started talking to me about one player, but Jones is the one I really wanted to talk about because... Uh, I just love the way you the today. But it's not your
0: show. It's not your show. Why are you talking about Jones?
1: We haven't even got there yet.
0: We're going through individuals. We haven't got to Jones. We're talking about Lockie Shoal. So put a lid on Jones and talk about Lockie Shoal, and then we'll move on, and eventually
1: we'll get to Jones. Christ almighty. Okay, we'll move on.
0: That's what we do every week, mate.
1: Well, I Uh, do? Miller
0: 26, 26, no, not every week. Only when you're annoying. Uh, Miller had 26 disposals, 12 kicks, 14 handballs, 7 marks. Um, He had 85% disposal efficiency, which was excellent. 9 contested possessions, 8 intercept possessions. Again, exactly what you want from uh, your uh, wingman slash defender. uh, 6 uncontested marks, of course. Uh, One ninety-eight meters gain because he does tend to chip it rather than get get a long yeah. meterage. But his but his the the way he was putting the ball today, and it was probably because he had options, um, was such that like his they weren't just you know rubbish kicks; they were actually you know aggr- attacking
1: kicks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I oh, know. I agree with that, and uh, I, but I think. All the players this week, when they had the ball, I'd say about eight times out of ten, they would have had options to go to, not just one player. That's what I did like about the fact that, that uh, you know, the players uh, clearing it from the defence, they always had options. Uh, are you having trouble talking about individual players?
0: <laughs> what have I said wrong now? <laughs> you just go off on a tangent. I'm talking about Miller. I'll <laughs> uh, tell you what, who else had a good game and who's having a bloody good season, Macca. And oh, we him. didn't expect him to be able to have a good season and it surprised all of us. And that's Rory Sloan. Uh, and he had another monster game today. 25 touches, 12 kicks, 13 handballs, 8 tackles, 2 marks. Um, You know, again, at the ground... He was as solid as a rock. Uh, 14 contested possessions, uh, six intercept possessions, seven score involvements. Uh, took a couple of marks. Uh, 336 meters gained. Five clearances all around stoppage. He was excellent around stoppage. Um, you know, six inside fifties. He's having a. He's putting together a bloody vintage Rory Sloan season, Mac.
1: Well, it's an interesting situation. When uh, the season started, I think you were in the same boat as me saying that yep. I think it would be a mistake to, to play Sloan we should be playing the young boys and let them develop but the interesting thing is that we were wrong um, because Sloan yep. is not only isn't, he played very good football himself but on top of that he he's a great reinforcement to the young boys and um, we've really got two leaders on, on the ground we've got Dawson as one and Sloan is definitely uh, still a leader on the ground there's no doubt about that and um, he, he goes himself, he earns a hard ball, he's a very good example to the young boys what you've got to do, and uh, yeah, so I, I'm so pleased for Rory, because I thought his career was virtually uh, done, yeah. at, at age yeah. 33, but um, no, look, he just sets a, a very good example to the rest of the boys, that you, you, when the ball's there to be, you go in hard whether you're going to get hit or not, and uh, no, I loved Sloane's game, it was just, he's normal, normal I was sent for the club game. Well,
0: and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to cast any aspersions because I agree with everything you just said, Mac. But I think he's also benefiting from the fact that he's not the go-to player to be tagged anymore. Like when we had Paddy and Sloane was sort of uh, Robin to Paddy's Batman, you know, we were able to get these sort of performances out of Rory. And then when Paddy left and Rory had to be the main man, he really struggled with that tag. And I think the the um, the role that he's playing now, where he sort of pinch hits in the middle, um, he's he's not the main man. He's he's the you know uh, not the outlier, I guess, but he's it's not his primary role, and so he's not getting that tag. And it's he's really benefiting from that, and I'm so pleased for him because not every player can can handle a tag and handle a hard tag. And he's not that type of player, but we're getting
1: best value from him at the moment. Well, one of the reasons he doesn't attract a tag as much as he used to is when, you, when you've when you got him in the centre and you've got Laird, who is a, a ball magnet and can get it, and uh, you've got Dawson in there, who's another ball magnet that can get it. They're the people that they're worrying about, and uh, and Sloan is getting the benefit of that to some degree. But he still does have many situations where Others might shirk a little bit, but not Sloaney. I know. I, oh, no, he's, as no tough. he's yeah. I still, still, I still just remember it's not this particular game, but that incident that uh, with Dangerfield that time when they ran head on into each other and Dangerfield lay like, flat on his back and Sloaney ran away. I, he's just oh, as yeah. tough as tungsten. Yeah, yeah. He won't
0: give up. Now, uh, all power to um, Sloaney. All credit to him. He uh, he deserves to have to have. He deserves to have the season that he's having and uh he's getting better every week in my opinion um of the rest who should we look at now what was in- interesting mac is that of our top 10 disposal winners we had uh, Brody smith off a wing halfback lockie Show off a wing halfback wayne miller off a wing halfback patrick parnell off halfback uh mitch hinge off halfback like seven out of ten of our top disposal winners were not midfielders. Incre- that shows you exactly how
1: we set up. Well, yes, uh, the, the defenders did that. They they did all play well, but on top of that, um, we we uh, we varied our game quite a bit. A lot of times where we we used to try and go through the centre, and the Saints often tried to cover that, but we'd have guys out on the wing on their own. So. Um, we, we actually uh, were very good at moving the ball around and moving into different directions to actually get them wrong-footed. So um, it, we, I thought as, if any coaching honours go to anybody, it's got to go to Nixie. Uh, I, I thought the game we played today, if we could produce that type of game uh, every week, I know we could be, have a stronger opposition, but if we played that way, we wouldn't lose too many. There was just uh, a lot of evidence at the ground, Mac. That
0: uh, the focus was on really surging from halfback. We got so much run off the halfback line. Um, everything was coming from behind the congestion. So the ball was going at the back. The run was going from behind. There was a lot of width, um, you know, from all our our defenders and our halfback pl- flankers and our wings. It was clear to see, and it doesn't surprise me those stats, but it, it just it really stands out. Um, the players that were getting a lot of the ball were all those players that were providing run and carry.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, and and they did, and they did it well. And uh, as I said, our foot efficiency is very high, just, uh, higher than normal. Yeah. Um, so who else have
0: we got here? Let's have a look at. Uh, let's have a look at Jake Saligo. Um, I thought he continued to have um, continued his season. He only had that one. Quiet game a couple of weeks ago, but aside from that, he's been excellent. He had 22 disposals today, 13 kicks, 9 handballs, 5 marks and a tackle, kicked a goal. Um, He went at 77% disposal efficiency, uh, 6 contested, 17 uncontested, 4 turnovers. I think people underestimate how good Saligo is on transition, Mako. He had 7 score involvements, but he he really knows where
1: to put himself um, as the outlet or as that link-up player. Yeah, but he's also uh, very good at earning the hard ball in the in a in a contest. So oh, yeah. um So he, he, yeah, he but he, he does make space well. But on top of that, um, there aren't too many contests that he loses well in a one-on-one situation. And uh, you know, to pick him up where we did and watch the development in this lad so quickly, uh, he, you know, he, he hasn't reached his ceiling yet. He's going to be very, very good.
0: Yeah, had a couple of clearances. Um... Uh, one inside fifty-two rebound fifties. It's just I, I find that he gives us so much value in in transition play, stoppages around the ground. He holds the ball in when he needs to. Um, you know he provides good good outlet handballs etc. When he needs to. Um, I know that Rabbit's not a big fan, but uh, I like him. Uh, we got Arab child mate. That uh, usually his microphone works. So come on, Arab child. Come onto the chat and uh, give people someone else to listen to. How are you going, mate?
1: There's got to of be course. something wrong with
0: Just, just not, just not working tonight for these boys. I don't know what it is. Are they hitting the mic? I don't know what they're doing, but uh, we won't have any dead air. Sorry, mate, it's not working. I'll kick you back out, and we will continue. Um, now at the game. Mac, it was very evident that one of the best things that we've done this season is bring Lockie Murphy in around stoppage because his his work around stoppage, Mac, uh, up the ground, sort of between the two arcs, is exceptional in my opinion.
1: Well, I can't, you know, Lockie Murphy, and again, you and I, we're both guilty at the beginning of the season. What's he doing in the team? And he has really uh, put us on our backside because there is isn't A player in that team that goes harder for the ball. He puts his whole body and soul and risks it for every every possession if necessary. And uh, he he's developing into a very very good player. I mean, we it's, I remember the pretty at the beginning of the season, you know, with. Well, once he, as I said, there was criticism of him being on the side, but, gee, if you look at his last three or four weeks, they've been outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And and talk about earning hard balls, he just puts his body on the line, and he really does, and it gets him real buildings, but he gets up, and he... and he, Yeah, as PJ says, we're all built here. You know, I remember him before bugger getting attacked by everybody for just existing, And uh, but, uh, you know, he's playing fantastic footy, and, uh, and actually he's using the ball very well too, I think.
0: Yeah, well, you look at his spread of stats. He had 10 kicks, 12 handballs, 5 marks, 8 tackles, kicked 1 goal, 1. You know, his disposal efficiency was up over 80%. Um, He had 9 contested possessions, 13 uncontested, only turned it over once. Um, He had 9 score involvements. Um, You know, took 5 marks, uh, none contested this week, but he's not bad overhead. Um, You know, 20 pressure acts. Uh, three clearances around stoppage, uh, eight tackles, as I mentioned, a couple of inside 50s. Like, he's involved everywhere and it just, like, just his work rate around stoppage and his ability to straight line through the ball around stoppage is just fantastic. And, you know, a lot of people saying that Murphy's improved. Um, I think it's more just that we're playing him correctly, Macca. He's no longer that bloody hit up target that we used to make him play that hit up target, and he'd be, you know, going up against bloody half back flankers that were five centimetres taller than him, and he was just getting monstered all the time. Now we're playing him as an extra around stoppage um, between the two arcs, and he's just he's just a beast around stoppage.
1: Well, you might be half pissed, but you're spot on there uh, because. He was virtually no, playing. Sobering with, up uh, they now. were it's sobering up. Are you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, he he, had a couple he, of coffees. he uh, used to have to try and do what was called the lynch roll. you know, leading up from half forward up to the towards the wing situation. But as you say now, he's working uh, between the in the, in the area and. Uh, <laughs> that's just half somebody said, um, and uh, no, look, you're quite right. It really is a bit of a change of role, but there's. One thing is undeniable. He, he He's added, in my opinion, massive courage to his game. Massive courage. Oh, he's always had courage, Mac.
0: It's not something that he's added to his game. He's always had courage. But it, it just it, he's playing in the right role, in my opinion. That's Now, look, there's a bloke um, that you might want to talk to. Uh, Chase Jones, mate. Tell us all about it. I think I already did that. Oh, did you? You did, too, out of format. Uh, 21 disposals, 16 kicks, five handballs, five marks and a tackle kick to goal. Um, Disposal efficiency just under 70. Um, Had five, pardon me, five contested possessions, 15 uncontested. Turn it over a little bit. Uh, Four intercepts, um, four score, God, four score involvements. Actually, to be perfectly honest with you, Mako, Actually, if you're going to, if I was going to nominate a few of the quieter players, uh, Chase would have been one of them, despite the fact that he had 20 on touches, uh, 362, but that was just at the ground, so, you know, who knows, he had four clearances, uh, three of them around stoppage, which is excellent, four inside 50, so, you know, he was a bit inconspicuous at the ground, uh, but again, another good game by Chase.
1: Yeah, I thought he showed up pretty well on the TV because what he did, he did so well. Um, it, it really caught your eye, uh, and he's you know he has got blistering pace, and he's uh, one that really lowers his eyes and tries to put it on onto a chest rather than you know above their heads. So, and um, yeah, from the when you watching it on TV, PJ Crows agreed with me. He did stand out. I know some of his stuff was really scintillating and made you think this guy is really going to be a very good player and I get more encouraged every time I watch him because he just puts on uh, you know just another little trick into his game like where he'll be uh, under pressure and he'll take a side step and get around and then do a nice little pass he's starting to really feel like he's an a- AFL player yeah yeah now we're going to give Mick a go
0: Mac Mick's always good for a, uh, a bit of sense I hope his microphone's working how
1: are you going Mick?
2: Good, thanks.
1: And yourself? Oh, yes, we have a good, good on you, Mick. Nick. Good to have you aboard, mate. Yeah, I
2: thought I'd be so I just didn't keep on picking on you, mate. Oh, come oh, I know. On. I know. Oh. He's
1: like that. He's like that. I
0: get Mick, on. I have to say thank you. <laughs> Mick, I have to say thank you very much for the tickets. They were awesome and, and much appreciated. Yeah, mate. All
2: Pretty good seats. A bit close to the bar for you, though, were they, mate?
0: Oh, it was more than ten paces, so uh, it took a bit of effort.
2: Yeah, now, just—I don't know whether you're dropping
0: in and out or whether you're covering your microphone with your with something, but uh, just nice and nice and loud into the mic, mate, because you're a little bit quiet. Yeah, right. I
2: can hear me better now.
0: Not too bad.
2: Yep. Yeah, I didn't leave the room. Yeah, I just wanted to mention. I know you'd say it's not. Uh, um,
1: Turn to talk about him yet, but I love game. Just totally love this game. Yeah, he would be on yeah. your own there, mate. He you, um you,
2: oh, yeah, still he stood out. Todd Jones, like both of them stood
0: out. Yeah, he he and Pe- he out the ground. Lucky Pedlotte. Let's just talk about his stats for a quick: sixteen touches, nine kicks, seven handballs. But by God, do you get value for money out of his touches? Five marks, three tackles, two goals. Um, He had uh, eight contested possessions, nine uncontested. Um, he had four score involvements, uh, five marks, two of them inside 50, 220 metres gain, six centre bounce clearance, uh, six centre bounce attendances for th- three clearances, if you don't mind. Loved seeing him in the middle and just gives you a little bit of a taste of what we're going to get in 12 months' time when he's got a tank. Three tackles, two of them inside 50. um, Just uh, he he just looks like a bull. At when you're watching him at, uh, in in uh, in real life, he just looks like a bull. He really does.
2: That one-handed pick-up and goal in the third yeah. quarter was just like that. Was just brilliant to see. I didn't know Paddy Parnell could get that
1: high. That's got to no. be one hell of a mark for a little man.
2: <laughs> he was up a yeah, fair yeah.
1: way. Yeah. I the interesting thing about that mark, though, Mick, was that uh, um, it's a funny, you're not allowed to put your hands over a, a, a player's shoulder, but you can put two hands on their back, on their shoulder, <laughs> sorry, and, and, and throw yourself up into the air. If you take the mark, everything is all sweet. It's a strange yeah, anomaly in the that. rules.
2: Yeah, all of that. Um, yeah, Jones' run he really kicked that goal. Like, he, he started that in the back lines. And he just kept running and running. Like, he's he's developing before he, our eyes, that boy.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm really liking James at the moment.
2: Yeah. It was a good all-round game. Like, I was sitting uh, with, you know, Mother's Day, there's 12 people here, and I didn't get to hear the first three quarters just watching it. I didn't get to hear it. But um, I was sitting there next to a Saints supporter, and... Um, when he rocked up, he goes, oh, we're going to lose today. There's no no doubt. I, think, no. Well, I wasn't quite as sure, but after the first quarter, I was like, holy hell, we are on. And um, if we can do that at every home game, it'd be good to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, Mick, it was evident um, right from the outset that we were switched on. Um, you know, we are playing with intent, we are playing with a system and a plan, and uh, they executed it perfectly, I think.
2: I like the idea of having Philpott rucking right from the start to try and bring him into the game. I watched the Muddy uh, the, the Nix's press conference and they said it was just mainly to bring him into the game because once he gets into the game, it seems to get him going. And yeah. the idea is, you know, to bring him into the game. And, uh, well, everyone knows my opinion on Rob's hat work. Um, I all lack there on. Um, so yeah, I just like to see, see will, you know, continue with his uh, rucking would be good. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was up against a
1: he was really up against a very good one today. I mean, um, probably against possibly the best rucking man in the competition. But um, unfortunately, he did a hurdy I don't know what actually what happened when he. It just like, went over on his knee, knee a okay. bit. Okay, but. Uh, Obviously not too badly because um, they did say it was uh, very similar to the Fogarty situation where it could be bandaged up and he could carry on. But you're right though. the The, the idea is to get him into the game early in the piece. Um, and I don't. I think while he didn't have an outstanding game, and he was one of the, probably the lesser lights of the day. As I said, he still did contribute several other ways at, at times. So um, I think the philosophy of that is, is quite right. So. And I think that one day they'll do that and you'll actually uh, have a real super game. You'll, you'll carry it on.
2: Yeah. I know there's some people in the chat that don't like Saligo, but Jesus, I don't know what game they're watching because the different one that I'm in, I'm in. You know, seeing the boy, he hasn't even played 30 games yet. Like, I think he's developing quite well.
1: I can't understand if anybody's saying they they don't like Saligo because that's, that, that's farcical because he's there's nothing not to like i mean the guy's just a very good player and he's just going to be better and better and he's got courage and he's got ability and he uses the ball well so i don't know i don't know what what's not not to
2: like i didn't know we had a, the length of the leg he had on him like that you know that goal he kicked after after the siren like bloke i said to him, you know long time he said he, as he got the distance? And I thought, well, yeah, he'd be probably on the edge, but he wasn't right on the edge. He turned it right way over, like he had a fair old hook on him.
1: Well, I think that's about his range. Um, I don't think he can kick much further than that. But what I do like about it when he got when he's got the ball, he really does want to use the ball. And whether that, in this case, it was a, a shot for goal. But um, even when he's being belted under under pressure, he still always does try to find somebody with the
2: ball. Oh, one more comment. I'll jump off. I'm not, you know. I like him as a player, and he's going to be a he's going to be a ripper for us for a while, for a long time. But I think Rochelly's got to start handing a few more goals off because he's burning players and just having a go getting the goal himself. And um, I think what the last few games he's kicked one goal seven, and um, that was first one he missed today. Keys was in the square by himself, hands open, and he just turned his back and walked away. And there was, you know, there wasn't a St Kilda player anywhere near him, and he missed it. Like, if you're going to well, turn your back, make sure you hit it.
0: I, I reckon the bloke that uh, Rochelle is burning is Keys, just about every time. I don't think they actually like each other, because. I
2: don't
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've noticed it's always Keys that Rochelle burns. <laughs>
2: I reckon he's burned him about four or five times in the last couple of weeks. Like it's starting to, it's starting to annoy me a bit. Like I really like Rashidi, but you know you've you've got to hand it on if there's someone else in a better position, and, and he's just done it you know too often in the last couple of weeks.
1: Well, he, yeah, he has done uh, it,
2: Yeah. He
1: had a much better game today in terms of getting the ball. Last week he was very poor at getting the ball. It was the worst game he's played in Crow's colours. But um, and he's been reasonably good each week. But um, I, I thought at least he he was better at getting the ball. But you're quite right. Um, you're there as part of the team. And if you know if you're only a twenty uh, percent or thirty percent chance of getting a goal, and somebody else else can be about an eighty percent, you've got to give it to that player. You just have to.
2: Oh, no, I know I said I was gonna have one more comment, but I'm gonna have one more comment again. How good is Ned as the sum? He just comes it, on with so much energy and just smashes the, that in that one quarter or quarter and a half, whatever he gets. He just doesn't stop he, running and he just He, he had thirteen brilliant.
0: disposals and a goal in that in that quarter.
2: It's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, it's worth highlighting.
0: You... We might just bring him up here. It's worth highlighting because he only came on, what, at the beginning of the last quarter or the end of the third yeah. or
2: something? Getting Beginning of the last
0: quarter. 13 disposals, seven kicks, six handballs, hand three marks, kicked a goal, um, went at 70% efficiency, had four contested possessions, uh, four intercept possessions, had three score involvements, uh, one inside 50, one stoppage clearance. Um, I mean, you're right, Mick. Uh, for a bloke that, that gets slammed a fair bit, what he actually brings is exactly what you want out of a sub, and that's energy.
2: Every time that we've had him as a sub, he's come on and just, like, sell. And I reckon that's why yeah. you know, keep him as a sub all year because he just seems to come on and just explode, and it's just brilliant to see, like... When he come on, I said the sitting alongside. Him. I mean, you watch this bloke; he looks like a ADHD kid, but he's been fed up on rugby cordial and he rugby frogs. Like he just doesn't stop. And, I reckon and that's there's, what he a, does. there's a two
0: there's a twofold benefit to that, um, Mick. I reckon. Not only uh, as Rabbit rightly points out, he comes on when when the uh, air's gone out of the game a bit and and blokes are getting tired, and and obviously he's very fresh and very energetic. But I, it also has a knock-on effect to his teammates, I reckon. They see that amount of energy coming out of him, and it gives them a little bit of a lift as well. And I don't think that's that can be underrated or underestimated. I think the fact that McHen- McHenry comes on and, and has such a big impact, 13 disposals in a quarter, plays with high intensity, it, I think it just helps to, you know, not lift, but you know what I mean. It just adds a little bit to, to his teammates. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah just been, uh, everyone seems to love him like when he kicked that goal everyone was around him and stuff and he's got the biggest cheekiest little kid smile on his face yeah um i just seems to like lift everyone just noticing again how bloody small and how young is paddy parnell look like, it's, like, oh, it's ridiculously when you see sitting on that bench he looks like he looked like an Oz kid being left on the field
1: yeah yeah and it doesn't even help when the camera pans up on his face. He looks like a kid even when, he, when you, you see his face. I don't
2: think he's got a whiskey yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. But i tell you what, the kid can play, no doubt about that.
2: Yeah,
1: bloody hell. All
2: right, mate. Right, well, right well, as I, I said, I'll thanks thank very you. much,
1: mate.
0: Good to hear you. Uh, no, yep, take you, care.
2: Mate. Thank you are Yeah, mate.
0: Um, who else have we got to talk about Uh, Tex Walker I think uh, we've got to talk about Macker because he just wound the clock back a little bit again 16 disposals 10 and 6 took 8 marks 2 tackles Um, he had 6 contested possessions 7 uncontested possessions Um, he had 1 goal assist and 8 score involvements Uh, took 4 marks uh, sorry took 8 marks 4 of them contested Um, three inside 50, um, obviously kicked five goals, uh, but also 372 metres gained from Tex. He was really good at being that link-up player at high-half forward, Mac, this week, Um, and uh, it's exactly the kind of role that we want him to play, in my opinion, Um, and uh, I I felt like he played a really good, solid game and took his chances this week.
1: I thought we used the ball a lot better uh, when we were kicking team as well because it's not much point when you're kicking to Tex to bomb it up in the air because uh, Tex doesn't go do those big glorious high marks anymore. Um, yeah. But if you put the ball in at a, just a reasonable height that he can actually use his body for position, I mean, like the one he took one handed for example, well, that was just really use of his body so he could get yeah. one arm around to the ball and that that's the type of thing the guy is a genius at doing that and. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Five goals. You anyway, know, he's thirty-three years of age, and t- I think he's thirty-three as well. Um, but I, I think he's, you know, he form's very, very good for, and irrespective of what age he is, and, and you know, I don't think he's finished yet for, by a long chalk. Well, what was the difference
0: between text this week and in probably the last two weeks, mate?
1: Uh I thought. I, well, I thought that he was a lot less selfish this week. Um, last week, he, I thought he was very, a little bit selfish at times and um, and didn't use the ball that well. But this this time, he was um, if there was a shot for goal, he had a shot for goal and kicked it. And um, and I also liked the way that he jostled with his body to get the ball. So uh, that's this week. I don't know what he what was he did defend you last week.
0: Well, he played from behind. He's been playing from behind for two weeks. And what did he do today?
1: Oh, got you. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's fair comment. Yeah, he played in front today. Um,
0: he, he wasn't leading up. He, they were quite content to to kick to him when he was just one on one. And mm. let's face it, Wilkie Wilkie's in pretty good nick, um, but Tex had his measure all day and uh, physically. And uh, I, I noticed that they were quite quite happy to kick it to Tex. Um in one on one situations where he would just outbody Wilkie. So um you know, he wasn't leading up a huge amount, um, but he was getting into those one on one situations. But the main thing was that he was playing in front. He wasn't trying to do what he often does against bigger opponents, which is try to edge him underneath, which is what he was trying to do going to Radigalia the other day. Um so and when he plays in front, even if the ball comes to ground, he's quite good at at that recovery. And, um, you know, he'll often get the ball on the deck and dish it
1: off. So um, he's far more effective when he
0: actually plays in
1: front. Yep. And uh, even if, even if he, where he plays as he did today and the ball goes to ground when there's when just one-on-one situation, you back him nearly every time for with his recovery to actually get the ball because I think he kicked a goal like that as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and look, you know, he took his chances. Five goals is what you want. He kicked a nice snap, a couple of nice long goals. Um, that's what you want.
1: Yep, you do, you do. And, yeah. and uh, the, you know, Fogarty, Fogarty had uh, a little bit of trouble getting free, um, in the sense that he was paid. He he got paid more attention than Tex, I would say. And uh, but uh, he only he didn't get a lot of chances. But you know, you only got to give him a couple, he'll kick two goals.
0: But again, at least Fogarty was competing and getting the ball to ground. And, you know, we've got a lot of um, result out of ground ball gets in the forward half. Um, and it was Fogarty um, largely that was contesting to bring the ball down. Him and Thilthorpe um, contesting to bring the ball to ground. And, uh, you know, I thought Darcy tried really hard and worked really hard today. Probably didn't get a lot of possessions. But um, he's still a key part of our forward setup, Mac. Um as long as they are contesting, which is what we weren't getting out of them,
1: human uh, and Tex, um, against, against Geelong. That's fair comment. Uh, as you said, though, Tex in particular was playing from behind. Yeah. So, look, um, look, it really
0: was an all-played-well situation. Like you said, Geordie Butts uh, had a much-improved game. I thought Joshua Shelley um, looked like he was a bit more involved this week. Um you know, um we talked about um McHenry, Michael Annie did his job at halfback. Um you Hinge. know Benny Keys did his same thing. Mitch Hinge, um yeah, just he's got developing mention,
1: mate.
0: Mitch Hinge just developing into one of the premier rebound half back flankers in the competition, in my opinion. I
1: thought he's outstanding today. I mean, he had an excellent game, Hinge. Uh, and yeah, he once he gets the ball, take that that boot of it, bloody beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, 23
0: 23 disposals, nineteen kicks, four handballs, eight marks. Um, you know, mostly playing behind centre. Eighty seven percent disposal efficiency. Mac. Um, he had four contested possessions, sixteen uncontested. Only turned it over three times, three intercepts, uh, six score involvements, which is not bad from half back. Um, you know, uh gives us 566 meters gained um you know even got himself a clearance but just his ability to bounce off that half back line and and he he's um not afraid to try and lay someone out and I don't always come off but he's not a, not afraid to do that change lanes kick Mac, kick that that 45 degree angle kick and try to open up uh the zone yeah. uh,
1: that's where his value is he did that quite often from one pocket to across to the other half back flank, and, as you say, and opened up the game. And he's got such a good leg on, and the ball travels so quickly there as well. So, um, no, he was he was tremendous value. Um, we haven't mentioned uh, O'Brien. I thought O'Brien got beaten in the ruck, because um, you know Marshall, I, I think, is potentially the best ruckman in the competition, um, and we uh, he, not by a long way in terms of uh, not caps uh, to the players, but. Um, I thought that one thing I will say for O'Brien even when he was uh, actually beat he never ever does give up but he he still kept trying so that's what I was getting at before even our worst players did something
0: yeah I, I mean the, the um jewel wasn't that evident at the ground um, I noticed that uh you know Riley was doing his usual thing of just putting it where it's best for him to put it and we often like particularly in the second quarter I noticed a few times that he would just put it down in front of him and we would know were nowhere there and they were able to bring yeah. it out um I thought actually Phil thought it was more effective at centre bounce work to be honest with you um but uh, again, I'd like to see Riley do a little bit more around the ground and in turn into taking marks. How many marks did he take? Um, hey, Brian, where are you? Wouldn't be, a, uh, wouldn't be a lot. Yeah, yeah three marks he took. Um, you know, only had the twelve touches, which isn't in, in itself a bad thing. Thirty-nine hitouts. I mean, it was pretty even in terms of hitouts. I'd like to see the hitouts to advantage. Um but um yeah, I mean he, he, I don't think it was quiet. I, Marshall didn't have a huge influence on the game, I didn't think, Mako.
1: Oh yeah, I, he had forty four head outs. Um I thought Marshall was uh one of the, one of their better players, if not their best player. He's he he's a very good leader. He really is.
0: Yeah, but you know, they, they hit him up a lot and they like he's not one to take the big grabs. <clears throat> you know, a kick behind the play or anything like that. I didn't see a lot of that. Didn't see
1: a lot of Marshall getting back in defense and helping out. He didn't get a chance to. I thought, I thought the way we played today, um, um, uh, players like Marshall who dropped back, you know, when you attack, we got the ball in so quickly that Marshall didn't, became irrelevant. He couldn't get back down there. Yeah. Um, Look, mate, that'll pretty much do it. As I
0: said, it's probably one of our most complete performances, I think. Um, So we turn our attention to the Bulldogs next week. Um, It's going to be cold and wet, you'd think, in Ballarat. Um, Yeah. You know, I watched watched the Bulldogs game against Carlton. They don't really... I mean, they're in the eight, they're above us. They don't really impress me, Western Bulldogs. I think... A lot of the sting has gone out of their tail. They've got, they've got a couple of good midfielders. They got Montepelli, obviously, who can turn a game by himself. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like if it's a shootout, we win. I feel like if it's a bit of a bogged down, ten v eight game, we probably win. I actually, I, I think we've got them covered if we play to our potential.
1: Well, I agree with you. Um they're they their gun players are uh, English in the ruck and um, and if you know, all we have to do is sort of try to neutralize it so the ball goes to a contest if, if it's going to, not gonna to go to one of our players. Uh they've got Bontempelli who is outstanding. Uh, uh They've got they've got other support midfielders who, who go very, very well. Uh L yeah. you know, uh I know you said Liberati, Liber- Liberatori, Liberatori, um, and and Bailey, what's his face, and yeah. Bailey yeah, Smith, yeah. and you know they're they're okay, they're, they're good midfielders, and but there's a bit of a gap when you get across half forward, they're not that dangerous, and up forward they've got uh, think, what is, is it Warren? What's his name? The, Norton, 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 and uh, uh, Jamara. Uh, well, they 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 not. They take a big grab now and again, but they don't get a lot of the ball. So, if you know, if we put put pressure on the ball coming in there, I don't think their forward line is that damaging. And on the other hand, if we can actually get the ball quickly and quickly into our forward line, their defence, I think, is one of their poorer parts of their game. Um, yeah. So, if I could, if we can make it into a fifty-fifty game of possession in, in areas, I think we'll win the game.
0: Yeah. I think you're right, Mac. I'd agree with that assessment. I think we can beat them at ground level, um, and I think we've certainly got the personnel to nullify them up forward, um, and we've got enough personnel in our forward line to really worry them, I think. Um, I think the key yep. will be if we need to come with intensity, particularly if it's a wet game, uh, we need to bring mm-hmm. that intensity, because if if we don't, they'll they'll get on the outside of you, and that, that's when they get really dangerous. But if we can control the outside game and not give them too many outlets and, and keep the pressure on them, like we, like we did today against uh, St Kilda, I think we've got a very good chance of winning.
1: Yep. Well, we won there last year, and I don't think we were anywhere near as good a side last year as we are this year. Um, so if we can reproduce uh, something like the form we played today, that would be good enough to win. I agree. I agree. Well, mate,
0: that's about all I've got in me, to be honest with you. I think we've done very well for an hour 40. <laughs> mate, you've
1: laughed. You've, you've laughed at I, it. I thought you were staggering to the line a bit, but you've got there, mate.
0: Yeah, I haven't got much left to give. Look, thanks to everyone who's joined us on Discord tonight. Sorry, Arab Child, your mic wasn't working. So uh, we'll try again next week. Uh, thanks also to everyone who's joined us on YouTube. Don't forget, if you like what you see and you haven't already, Please give us a subscribe and a like. That would be most appreciated. If you're listening on demand uh, via iTunes, then uh, a review would be really nice. Um, We are the number one Crows podcast on uh, Apple podcast charts at the moment, Macca. Um, Yep. I I put that down to your presence.
1: Oh, I did too, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
0: just joking. Yeah. No, so uh, the support that everyone's been giving us has been uh, fantastic and and really appreciated. So uh, make sure you spread the word. And uh, look, uh, that's all from me uh, tonight, all from Marcus. So take care, everyone. I hope you all had a good Mother's Day and we'll see you
1: next week. Yeah, good night, folks. See ya.